You think it's Skype? Are we using Skype? You want to try Hangouts? They're all suggesting calling his landline phone. Casey, are you reminding us that we meant to have Jason Punyon on the podcast and uh, he appears to be gone? Because I'll we just pretend to be aware. Jason Punyon from here out. Okay, so now David's got a funny I'm beard. Jason Punyon. <laughs> I've got a beard and I'm having a baby next <laughs> week. No, two weeks, three oh, it's, weeks. It's funny because that's so him. I'm pretty sure that was just sad panda. I'm shipping jobs on Stack Overflow and then bailing out for two months and letting my coworkers finish it. <laughs> just kidding, Jason. I love you. Hello. Hi, this is Sarah Koenig from Serial. I was hoping you'd talk to me about your experiences during the war. <laughs> uh, which one? Are you waiting for that to happen? Which one? No, I just heard the phone ringing and it took me, it took me back into my happy Serial voice. Uh, Sarah Koenig is my best friend. This is the Stack Exchange Podcast, episode 70, recorded Tuesday, December 15th, 2015 at Stack Exchange headquarters in New York City, New York, where more than 8 million people live in peace and enjoy the benefits of democracy. Today's podcast is brought to you by the BB-8 Droid. Faster than R2-D2, cheaper than C-3PO, and more loyal than a Parrot AR drone, the BB-8 <laughs> Droid can be used as a personal assistant or a soccer ball. <laughs> On today's podcast, the usual crew, Vice President of Not Revenue and Yes Community, Jay Hanlon. Good afternoon. Uh, the VP of Engineering and also Not Revenue, David Fullerton. Hi. And today we have a special guest, last with us on Podcast 21, longtime Stack Overflow developer, Jason Punyon. Hello. Jason, just before we get started, is that your real name or is that just something funny that we call you in the <laughs> office, Punyon? Punyon. That is my actual name. Although it only goes back to the island, the Ellis Island, I believe. Oh, okay. Before that, it was Opunyan. Shorten of Punyanovich or Punyanovsky or something like that. Some Russian name. And you're in where? Buffalo? Yes. I work out of balmy Buffalo, New York. Now, there is a sentence that is just the word Buffalo repeated several times, but it actually means something, right? That is a sentence. Yeah. I'll look that up while we go on with the rest of the show. If only we had an English site. That I'm your host, I've Joel looked that Spolsky. up several times, and no matter how many times I read that stupid seven Buffalo times in a row, I can't parse it in my head. Yeah, it's just Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. So just look that up on Wikipedia, and it's like, well, we're using three distinct meanings of the word Buffalo. Yeah. But wait, do you really live in Buffalo? Well, outside. He chose to live there because he used to live in Stamford, and then he moved. I did. I used to live down there and I used to commute an hour and a half or more down to the office from Stanford. Yeah, that was every crazy. day. That was really, really dumb. And after my first kid was born, I went remote. I uh, work out of Buffalo. Yeah. So for the listeners who maybe have not been listening to the great saga of Bunyan this entire time, give us your brief history at the company. Okay. So I started in June 2010. I started on the careers team. You might have been first. No. Well, I think Matt had been consulting for like two weeks at that point. Okay. And then I came in right then. That's pretty close to first. Yeah. Well, it's pretty close to first for the careers team. I think technically I was employee number 17 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, in those days, we didn't count careers developers as employees. That's right. We you counted. Were, you were the, like we had valued. -valued. We associates. had valued associates, and then we had everybody else who were not valued associates and didn't get a yes, number. I was a devalued associate. And how did you apply, Jason? Wasn't there a story about you being like, I'm the green J guy? 
Because you were a user. Yeah. So, yes, I was a user. So I didn't know anything about Joel or Jeff or anything until a buddy of mine at work said, hey, here's Joel and Jeff. You should know about it. And then, like, <laughs> thereafter, <laughs> they started on the Stack Overflow thing. And I was I was in immediately. Joel and Jeff, it sounds like a puppet show or something. It's Shortly, the Joel and Jeff yeah. show. Joel, Joel's always upsetting Jeff, and then Jeff hits him too hard. Yeah. The time when Jeff lost his email privileges. Right. Wow. <laughs> so that went in a strange direction. Yeah. So I got into, you know, the whole thing. And then you guys announced you were having an open house at Fog Creek. And I was working in Midtown. And so I hopped on the sixth train and I came down and I met everybody. And it, yeah, the way I introduced myself to Jeff Atwood was. Yeah, I'm the big green J on Stack Overflow. And then he walked me over to Joel and said, hey, this guy for careers. And then I, you know, there was a party that night and we partied. And then, yeah, that was kind of the end of it. And to be clear, you did still interview for the job. I did interview for the job. <laughs> oh, and there's another, not just pluck me there's another good story about your interview. Tell that story. Oh, okay. So my interview story is I knew the whole deal about like that nobody really cared what you looked like uh, when you came in, but I was extra careful and I came in in a suit. I did the morning part of the interview and then you guys said, okay, we're going to have lunch now. And I was like, okay, I had been excessively eating around that time, I think. And so this suit that I had was like, it was tight already <laughs> and I wasn't going to be able to eat lunch. But what I did was I brought jeans in my backpack <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I just have to go change out of these suit pants in order for me to eat. And that's the story of my interview. <laughs> that's why we hired him, actually. It, up until that moment, it was like, I don't think this guy's going to work out. But did then he changed his pants. Soup pants? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great yes. idea. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. I'm sorry. What are you imagining with for soup pants? Well, Explain if you, to me. you know, you're in line at the buffet and it's all you can eat, but you can only go to the buffet once and there's soup there. Uh -huh. You can put it's it in your pockets. All you can eat, but only once. Oh, that's what you think when you think soup pants. Got it. Okay. As okay. you've been told before, Joel, all you can eat and all you can stuff in your pants are not the same <laughs> rule. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgetting that one. Uh, okay. Okay, so the reason, I mean, obviously we always want to have Jason Bunyan on the podcast, but the special reason we have him on today is talk about a feature we just released today for us, but it'll be a couple weeks, couple weeks old when uh, this podcast goes up. By the time so, this podcast goes out, it will already be a year old and you will have seen it for a while. So what It'll is awesome. it? Tell us what it is, Jason. Okay, so this is Jobs on Stack Overflow. Which, loyal listeners will recall, we talked about the idea of this last podcast. Yeah, Jay has to keep reminding me that we talked about this last podcast. Yes. I've blocked it, in particular, last podcast from my memory. Well, I blocked it because I didn't even listen to it. So it's good <laughs> for me to know that we talked about it last week. Yes, so Jobs on Stack Overflow is the idea of... We have this website, careers.stackoverflow.com, that before today was the home to both the candidate experience, so the people seeking jobs, and the employer experience, the people posting jobs for candidates to seek. It was all on careers.stackoverflow.com, and you had to go over there. If you were a candidate, you had to make a whole new account, and you had to tell us all of this information about yourself all over again. And it was basically a big hassle, and we're getting rid of that by the candidate experience part out of careers and putting it 
inside the jobs tab on Stack Overflow. And that's why it's called jobs on Stack Overflow. That makes a lot of sense now that you explain it that way. I didn't really understand it before, but now that I hear yeah. it, I can really see it. So we talked last time about sort of why we think this will make the world infinitely better for developers, but we wanted to talk a little bit about how we got here, or more specifically, I like to think of this as David can't figure anything out and Jason and other people are geniuses. My subtitle? Huh. We had talked previously about what would be involved in trying to get the sites integrated, right? Make it so people could use both and have their accounts work on both. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we always wanted to do this. I know where Jay's going with this is a story about how David was wrong and Jason was right. The latest story. So we wanted to get jobs into Stack Overflow, and this is, we did it wrong a long time ago, long, long time ago, um, and basically built careers as a completely separate site, completely separate database, completely separate application, code base, and everything. And so while something that seems trivial, like that, and Joel kept yelling at me, like, why don't we just put a jobs tab on Stack Overflow? I did. Just go with it. I'm using you a little bit as You're the... getting to be the right guy in this story. This I would not speak up. So anyway, it's, see, it seemed like it should be easy, but in reality, it was really hard. And so what we thought we were going to have to do is like rewrite all of careers in Stack Overflow. Makes it sound like nobody listens to or <laughs> Or write like a giant backend service API and like move all the view rendering over, but have it call back to a service to get the data. And anyway, it was... It was all doable, but we were kind of figuring, okay, probably like six months worth of work to actually get something done that and we And then we ship. multiplied that by four because we thought there would be a lot of things that we had to try out with the community. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was six to eight months, to be clear. And the way our estimates go, that was, that was probably going to be a couple years. of years. So <laughs> then we had this big meetup, and this is where Jason comes in. So... Tell us a story from your perspective, Jason, at the meetup. Okay. At the meetup this year, we kind of got together. It was in San Which Diego. Which is why we call it a meetup. Yes. We met up in San uh, Diego. It was a lot of fun. It was a beautiful hotel. It was. A really nice hotel with a swimming pool on the roof. We kind of took over this rock and roll hotel. The showers were very weird. I don't know if we need to go into that. Let's, let's leave the showers aside. You're going to leave our listenership not understanding why the showers were weird? Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay. It's Radio okay. Land. You know, it's the theater of the mind. <laughs> um, huh. Is that an existing phrase? Okay. Here we are in the theater of the mind with Jason Punyon. Yes. So I arrive in San Diego and go to the beautiful Honda's Hotel where we met up and we had these days of meetings. We legitimize it with the meetings, but there's a big like social aspect to it because we're a remote company. Right? And we only see each other face to face every so often. So we get to get together and do that, which is awesome. And so this meetup, the talks that people gave were, you know, motivational. They're motivational. There may or may not have been a new like swears per minute record for the company. You guys are focused on weird stuff. I was thinking that the, the yeah, talks. Yeah, that's were... right. We were talking about the showers and the number of swear words in the talks at <laughs> the beautiful hotel. <laughs> That's really all I'm going to remember about this meetup, to be honest. That was what stood out. There were some delightful tacos, but I'm already starting to forget those. Well, the expletives per second from Tall Jeff was, I agree, it was the highest I've seen anywhere. It did make quite an impression on people. So yeah. specifically, it made quite an impression on young Jason Punyon. Yeah, so basically he was like, oh, well, we had this money in the bank, but we're burning it, and we need to like figure out how to not do that so fast. 
As we sat in a meetup in San Diego, to be clear, looking Burn. around at, at the yeah, pool. We're, we're, and, uh, as we flew everybody in first class from around the world. While Joel sprinkled gold flakes into his mixed <laughs> drink. <laughs> you know, tall Jeff, I mean, you know, he's the VP of sales. And so, right, that's still his title? COO. COO now? Guy okay, is the so. VP of sales. Sorry. I knew um, fired guy. For listeners, yes, our VP of sales name is actually Guy. <laughs> he introduces himself as a sales guy. Yeah. But uh, actually, you shoot. Now he's the sales guy. <laughs> so I was swayed by that. Like, you know, like. Be- you was, mean because it can purchase goods and services? Was that what because, got you? Yes, or? because yeah. you can yeah. exchange money for goods and services. And basically, it was like, you know, we burn whatever we burn. And I got really motivated to see if there was a way that jobs could go a lot faster than we had planned for. And by the end of the meetup, I had already had emails out to people promising that I had this thing that I didn't even really know that I was going to have yet. There's Jeff Doggis in there too somewhere, right? Yeah. So a couple of days into the proceedings, I had started having the idea and I started asking people like, what could we do to get the jobs board on Stack Overflow as fast as possible? And there were two like main ideas that came up, which was the make an API out of careers and then build all of this stuff in Stack Overflow in order to talk to that API and present it to the users inside Stack Overflow. And then the other idea was Jeff Dalgas's idea to basically play a trick, which is that That's we have... It's okay, we're programmers. You can tell us the actual trick. <laughs> <laughs> It's a proxy. We have stuff in front of our web servers that, uh, so when you hit stackoverflow.com, you are not actually talking directly to our web server. There's a layer of stuff in between. HA proxy. HA proxy. Or hot proxy, depending who you ask. hot proxy. Yeah. We can use that. Dalgis's idea was to use that in order to have you go to an area underneath stackoverflow.com, like stackoverflow.com slash jobs, and everything past that URL would actually be sent to careers. And what careers would do is it would call to Stack Overflow and say, for this user, give me what Stack Overflow would render. And then careers would just stick the careers content inside of that. So it's basically like putting on a Stack Overflow outfit. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, people were building websites like this a long time ago. Somebody once showed me their web app and it had different parts of the page and it said these different parts of the page are all generated by different applications yeah. where the actual idea was like even to compose one web page you would go out in a sort of service oriented way and get different parts of the page rendered by different services sort of working in tandem yeah like iframes right basically but they weren't doing it with iframes uh, no or... it's on the back end i mean this is how like amazon works this is how yeah. a lot of big websites work it's yeah. all different services rendering different parts of the page it's not in other words it's not a total and complete hack no but it was a little bit of a hack yeah. Well, this is not at all something that we're used to doing, though. Like, yes. this isn't our strength. Kevin points out that Facebook has worked that way for a really long time, actually. And Facebook started doing it from the client side in order to make it really fast, where they would send down some JavaScript. The JavaScript would just start kind of loading different parts of the page from different servers simultaneously. And because your browser was usually willing to open a couple of connections at the same time, that sometimes came down faster than if the whole thing came on one page. Yeah. So that's basically the idea. Sweet. Well, the HA proxy idea wasn't exactly what we ended up with, right? So we then switched it to be more like the microservice architecture, where when you hit the jobs URL, it's still going to the Stack Overflow application, but then it's making the call to careers behind the scenes to get the content. Is that right? Yeah. The stuff there was like, you're on Stack Overflow, and like what happens when like careers just errors out at a level 
above, you know, the code that we write, you get the careers error page, which is these Muppets. It's a pretty good error page. You should, names you should try yeah, that. It's good. It's good. It's is a it nice Waldorf and Statler? Um, yes. It's Waldorf and Statler. Because yes, those but, are the right Muppets for an error page. Yes. Which is different from the Stack Overflow error page, which is the error kitty. Or actually right now it's all developers saying that they're working on your problems when they're really not. That's right. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> By coincidence, there, there could be a coincidence of events it is where you have a problem possible. And, and some developer is working at that moment. At the I can't Stack say team. that they're not working on your problem. Right. But so, yes, those kind of concerns. And it kind of made more sense to go the other way. And so instead of careers going, hey, Stack Overflow, give me the outfit. It's Stack Overflow going, hey, careers, give me the whatever goes inside the outfit. That's called your body, Jason, that you put inside your outfits. Yeah, but that's kind of like weird. It's like, give me your body. <laughs> what? You're right. That did get weird. That, that got weird quick. Yeah. I'm envisioning Jason Punyon now in a onesie Stack Overflow Christmas sweater, basically. That's actually what he's wearing. I, I saw him in a hangout earlier. All right. <laughs> okay, so getting back to the story. So we came back from the meetup. You went into your code, your cave, I presume, for like a week. Yeah. Basically, we had this plan that everybody had worked really hard on. <laughs> Not that hard. Not that hard. Well, there was work. And I didn't feel good just kind of like running out and like making a big stink about this. If it was going to be like, yeah, but, you know, there are a whole bunch of reasons why anybody could have said no to the idea. And I didn't want to like make a big stink about it. So I emailed all the execs and I was like, hey, should we do this? And David basically called my bluff and said, yeah, I'm interested in those ideas. Tell me what they are. Let's step back a minute. Pixar, it didn't happen, was basically my prototype or it doesn't happen. You skipped an interesting part where we're at the meetup, right? So there was kind of this challenge to say, like, how do we all, how can every one of us sort of contribute to, like, actually helping to increase the number of developers we can help find jobs, which also helps us make money and does all kinds of wonderful things for the world? And how can everyone think about sort of whatever they're working on can contribute? And we're there for like almost a week and it's very intense and we all kind of, we stumble home and fly back to our respective homes. And I literally like land, go to sleep. I wake up and we got this email from Jason that basically said, you know that thing we thought would take like almost a year? I think I've got a way to do it in like, I don't know, maybe a few weeks. What do you guys think about that? And I think it's fair to say almost every one of us had the same reaction, which is, wow, Jason really took that advice to heart. That's freaking awesome. I mean... He's obviously nuts. That can't be done. And then over the course of a week, things changed. Yeah. So, yeah, that week I got with Jeff Dalgas and Nick Craver and we started exploring basically the two sides of the idea. We got to, I think it was Thursday or Wednesday or something, and we had run through Nick's idea. Then we, me and Dalgas peeled off and ran through Dalgas' side of it. And doing that side took like a day and a half or two, like to just get plumbing working on HAProxy so that it would pipe through. But basically, like, the site worked, and we went and showed it to David. And then we we're like, okay, so it's possible. And then we had to think about all of the things, right, which were, like, that whole plan that everybody had. Also, like, a day before, everybody had their plans in for the quarter. <laughs> is that right, David? Plus. Yeah, so, okay, this is where I swooped in. We had just decided at the meetup that we were going to get a little bit more disciplined about writing up monthly plans, monthly spront 
plans. Okay, so they're called sprunts because they're not allowed to call them sprints because some people object to calling them sprints. (laughs) So we're calling them sprunts because it's not a sprint. Get it? Does that sound like a pattern or an anti-pattern? It sounds like a pathology. Um, (laughs) Okay, but literally we had just sent out an email after the meetup being like, okay, everyone, like, just write down what you're planning on doing in the next month. Let's try to coordinate because we've got like six different projects going on all around different things and it's getting complicated and keeping track of who's doing what. So let's write up these plans. And then like a week later, Jason Punyon shows me this prototype and I'm like, oh, great. Let's change all the plans. So my contribution to this entire project was going around and convincing everybody that this was actually a good idea and not a dumb thing that Jason put together that was ruining all their carefully laid plans. Why not both? (laughs) (laughs) So there was kind of a decision moment, right? So we had this plan. We were going down one path, and we knew that we would kind of be upending that plan a bit to go down this other path, not like rewriting all the code and moving it all over, or at least not yet. And so we basically went through like the five stages of grief in the five (laughs) days of that week. And by the end of the week, everyone was like, yes, let's do this. Put whatever we need to on it and make it happen. Actually, we were hedging a little bit. We were like, well, let's start. And if in two weeks it looks like it's just not going to work, then we can still bail. Well, yeah, because it's our classic, or it's at least projects that I've been involved in, it's a classic mistake that we start on a path, we don't really think about the schedule, and we're like, it's done when it's done, and it takes as long as it takes, Um, and we do like these weekly meetup meeting things to like say how much of the thing we got done this week, but sometimes there's no end in sight, and it was like, no, the whole point was that it's done in weeks, not months, right? If it starts turning into months, then... The payoff isn't there, right? We're just but think of all the sunk cost, and then we got to keep going on that. And then we're like, well, no, we right? So that was the idea, right? Is like at two weeks, we're going to look at it and say yay or nay, because if we're saying we're shipping in a month and we're not basically done at two weeks, at least on our way to testing, you know, it's not going to work. And so in the end, we hedged at two weeks. So this stuff is shipping now, right? We've now integrated this. Can I get it right now from my laptop, from my computer? Can I see this? Yes. If you went to stackoverflow.com overflow, is that with a dash? No, just kidding. Stackoverflow.com. Yeah, I've, I've been there. Slash enable dash jobs. Enable dash jobs. So by the time the listeners get this podcast, they will just be They there. may not have to. Yeah, this is. So the rollout plan is. Anybody can get it with enable dash jobs, but you'll start seeing it even without the enable dot jobs. So because we are a. In the next couple of weeks. Relatively high traffic website. Concerned mm-hmm. about, you know, not falling over when a bunch of people the new shiny button and decide to start clicking it. It's a little snowflake. Rolling this out gradually to a percentage of users ramping up to 100% over the next couple of weeks. <gasps> this I is can't a tab. believe it, it says works. Jobs. It just says jobs. And I clicked on that and I see the job listings. It's actually really kind of fast too. It's, it's right yeah, there. It so they actually did a ton of work around performance also to get it ready for Stack Overflow. There was a lot of... Uh, it was too slow over on careers for our high stack yeah. of low standards. So there were a couple things. So one is you get to worry about fun things like memory allocations and garbage collection. So careers, which had never really been optimized for this because it doesn't get enough traffic to really worry about, like mm-hmm. most apps just doesn't even think about memory allocation and allocate strings and stuff all over the place, which then have to be garbage collected, which pauses the whole app for whole milliseconds, which is noticeable at scale. It was actually, it had more allocations for careers than Stack Overflow like total number of allocations when you compare them side by side, even though careers gets like two orders of magnitude less traffic. Mm. That's 
less a reflection of like careers being terrible and more a reflection of how crazy optimized Stack Overflow is at this point. Yeah. So they had to go in and do that sort of crazy optimization on the careers code base as well, tracking allocations and load testing and hitting it. What did we get up to? 300 requests per second on one web server? 350? Something like that? Uh, yeah, Stack Overflow, I think, peaks at 500 per web server. So we were trying to get up to, at least in that range, 300 or 400 To be really safe, not there. that we expected that much traffic to enter the jobs tab, but we had to go and clean up allocations and all sorts of things that are not a problem at lower scale become a problem at scale. So as soon as you start doing that many requests, you run into problems like there's some problems around Redis locking and all sorts of things that like normally, you know, it's like... Below a threshold, you don't even notice them. Above a threshold, the whole thing locks up and falls over and dies. And because we only have one set of web servers, if careers took down a web server, then everything is dead on that web server. And even more fun, if it took it down because of traffic and load, then that one web server would go down and then more traffic would get allocated to the other web servers and then the next one would go down and then more traffic would hit the other ones and it would cascade and take down the whole web tier. So there was a very real chance, and still kind of is, that launching careers without optimizing it could take everything down. So they spent a bunch of time working on that. There was a bunch of work. Nick Craver and Jason Punyon were the main devs, but like Jeff Dalgas was involved. Dean Ward was involved. There were a ton of people who worked on Who else in general worked on this project? Basically, by the end of it, this was like a pull in anybody we can find who might be able to help out with this kind of project. So who were all the people that you worked with? Yeah, okay. So you're going to test my memory. <laughs> so Donna Troy is actually the project manager on this. I dealt with just the technical side. So all of the organization and the testing plan and the talking to marketing and sales and all of that stuff, that was all her. Valgus and Craver were like the first people in. And then, yeah, Dean Ward has done tons of work on this while being deported from the country. <laughs> He's in Costa Rica right now on a tiny internet connection, still working. Dean Kirti, Kirti Tarat on the careers team worked out a whole bunch of our like account linking issues. Nick Larson popped in for some of the optimization stuff. Alberta Arcoverde came in with some more of the syncing issues between Stack Overflow and careers. Oh, and Anna and Shag from the community team also props to them for helping us get the message right and all of that. Yeah. So this was kind of a cool project for me because we basically decided to do it and, you know, actually it, did it. <laughs> actually did it. Well, we did it really by Mike McGranahan. Mike, Mike McGranahan. So to be to be fair, our initial estimate was not that much better than most of our estimates where we said, oh, yeah, we could do this in four weeks with just a couple people. So we basically met our commitment to get it done in December by pulling in like 20 other people from around the company. But I still think it's a pretty cool project and cool the way that we were able to, you know, just like get so many different people involved in it and so many people helping out and, you know, you and Nick and Donna coordinating everything and snuck in some meaningful improvements to the job board while we were at it. Fly pop up. So anyway, I think it's cool. It's a cool example of an idea that I thought initially was not going to work and you proved me wrong, but proved me wrong not by arguing with me for, you know, weeks, but by just building a prototype and showing it to me. And it's a good example of like what we can actually get done when we put our minds to it. 
So, I mean, it's out of the ordinary for me. I work on the data team and part of the appeal of being on the data team is that nobody expects anything. Like we go off and we do these analyses <laughs> and we come back and basically whatever we come back with. You're like the like, mad oh, scientists yeah. in the back room. And it's like every once in a while they produce something brilliant, but. No, it's like the, there's the, you know, the guys who listen to the whales, you know, they come back and they go, Hey, here's what the whales are saying. And you go, uh, thanks, Charlie. The whales say Charlie needs more money. (laughs) You know, so that's what it's like on the data team. And this was like me kind of coming out of that and like trying to get something done really fast on a deadline, like that being the main feature. So yeah, it's successful. I think even I didn't know that it was going to work. To what do you attribute your success? No one has any goals for us. And I don't know what I'm aiming at. (laughs) Well, I think that's sort of the nature of a data team. I mean, they don't just do whatever. They've got things that they actually work on and contribute, and like it's not quite as dark as Jason well, portrayed it. But and it's I a think lot it's of science. So you but it's know science, it right? And and so it's a lot of they're on the more experimental end in terms of just like trying things and seeing if we can come up with something interesting or not. But this was Jason diving sort of back into the careers world and helping out with the big project. And now he's leaving us for two months. Oh, yeah. And then you guys and ladies just get to deal with whatever why, the after. Why are you is. leaving us for two months, Jason? Wait, what? I didn't hear On about January this. eighth will be my second baby. Yay! So I get Woo! to take some uh, well deserved and well provided paternity leave. I don't know about deserved. <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> no, no, but I'm not. Uh, let's just talk about how hard that was. Are you optimistic? How'd the first baby turn out? Do you think this one's going to be good? L is awesome. So actually, they go on the props team too. My wife and baby have uh, been missing me. <laughs> the last six weeks are you sure they've been missing you jason wow you really you really just went for sorry i i actually i want to take the back i bet your baby was missing you because you know they miss you i miss you man i wish you were here let's is there anything else going on besides the new job integration board being integrated on stack overflow there's some kind of bash happening right Winter bash. Hats. Are bashing hats. Stuff? it is that time of year it is that time of year where all of the world's children come together and uh, put on silly hats. What's the official schedule for Winter Bash? So Winter Bash began, I think, yesterday on Monday, December 14th. How fun. Yeah, and people are already finding all the secret hats and going nuts. And if you're new to the podcast... Or... Look for a little snowflake in the top bar. That's how you turn on the Winter Bash. Yeah, although on Stack Overflow, is the snowflake there? Yeah. To... Oh, the snowflake's there. On Stack Overflow, you have to go opt into it because it's not default on for some performance reasons. You see a little snowflake, you click on it, and you can say, oh, yeah. Where do you actually, where do you get the snowflake on Stack Overflow? That's what I was saying. Is it there? Is that it's the... not. If, you're not. if you don't have it, you don't have it. Uh, 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 uh. Or do you have to be logged in? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're logged in, you'll see the snowflake, and then you can say, I love hats. Okay. They're sort of like special, whimsical little badges that are only there for the season, and it kind of lets everybody be a little bit silly and play a new game. It's really cool to go to the users page while this is happening and see all the cool hats. It is, and it's awesome how people use them. Like you'll see, like you a know, a lot of sailboats this year. The sailboat is a fun little story. Last year, when John Erickson was really overseeing most of the sort of hat triggers, mm-hmm. he created one of the secret hats. Most of the hats it tells you what to do to get it, how you can earn it, but some of the secret ones you can discover. And he had one that was, I forget the name of it, but basically if you at pinged Abby on our community team, you would earn the hair boat because her username is Abby Hairboat, and you could ride the little hair boat around. 
And so the result of that, of course, once people figured it out, was, you know, hundreds and eventually thousands of people nonsensically pinging Abby all over uh, the network wherever <laughs> she went, <laughs> which we all thought was so funny. It was funny. And so this year, there is Hairboat's Revenge. And now if you talk to John, you earn the same sailboat, except it has a black sail because it is full of vengeance and anger. Wow. But yeah. So yeah, we're all cruising on our little beautiful sailboats. Okay. Hats? Yeah. Spanish Stack Overflow. Spanish uh, sp Stack Overflow on... Uh, In, I was told uh, I shouldn't keep oh. trying to do that. Beta Publico. No. <laughs> it is Publico now. Yeah. It's super, super Publico. So if you speak the, the Espanol... Well, Felicidades. Um, <laughs> you can go to the Publico site, es.stackoverflow.com. Yeah. And we already have 241 of whatever preguntas are and 447 respuestas. <clears throat> I believe preguntas are the Spanish form of perguntas. From the Portuguese site. Yeah. yeah, those both. Yeah. Yep. That's a 90% that's fruit. respondida right, rate. Yeah. And there's <laughs> some, there's mas estadicias del sitio. Okay. Anyway, so actually the Spanish site is doing fantastically so far. It's new. It's Nuestro up. It's nuevo hopping. They've gotten in just a couple of days, a few hundred questions. And actually it's following in the proud footsteps of really all of our international sites continue to really blow us away. In related news... We're officially graduating Stack Overflow in Russian, which has been up for quite some time. That would be ru.stackoverflow. Correct, which grew out of, of course, a kind of a shared Hashcode. community with Hashcode. That's right. Nick's been doing a phenomenal job growing that site. In fact, that site is the first... Yeah, 73,000 questions. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. So it's also some of those built up over time, right? But the more interesting stat to me is it's getting 118 questions per day. <laughs> so it has more questions per day than Serverfault, one of our trilogy sites. It has already wow. popped into kind of our top. It's, it's in like the top number, five. Yeah, yeah it's, a number, number it's, five it's number right five now. now. It's only behind Math, Super Ubuntu. User, and Ask Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Wow. It's a really, really, really there's kind a, of kicking butt. There's a request from the chat room to have you badly read Russian the same way you badly read <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Stack Overflow. There's a trick. Ha, pi, com. Oh. Uh, that P is an R, I believe. Okay, 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 okay. Go back to working on the Arabic yeah. one. Now, I'm super unpopular in Brighton Beach now. I want to be banned from Rasputin for life, which is terrible. I like it. Though. Okay. Um, but anyway, the Russian sites are great. And also our Japanese site also continues to be just kind of phenomenal relative to other sites. These non-English language Stack Overflow sites have all had really, really strong runs out of the gate. Just continue to reinforce that programmers are the group that probably gets one of the most benefits out of these sites. They really work. Mm -hmm. And also we continue to see sort of that thing that even people who can consume, we think most native Spanish-speaking programmers also speak English, but what we continue to see is many of them can get more benefit or are simply more comfortable participating in community in their native language. And it's been fun watching it grow, and it's doing just great. All right. Anything else, guys? We have some site designs. Well, we had a bunch of beautiful site designs. Uh, yeah, uh, Raspberry Pi. Check out the new site designs. You have gone and wasted another hour of your life listening to Stack Exchange podcast number 70, recorded Tuesday, December 15th, 2015. At Stack Exchange headquarters, this podcast has been brought to you by the BB-8 Droid, your favorite new Star Wars character with Bluetooth, gyroscopic propulsion, built-in Wi-Fi, and up to 20 minutes of battery life. The BB-8 will be your most faithful companion. For Jason Punyon, Jay Hanlon, David Fulton, audio editor, David Greenlee, remote desktop connection producer, Abby Miller, local desktop producer, Alex Miller, and producer, trainee, intern, Jessica Pardue. I'm Joel Spolsky. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Disaster. Oh, I'm so, 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 so,
that we're still calling this the Stack Exchange Podcast. It still is the Stack Exchange Podcast, I think. It's the Stack Exchange Network Podcast. Because the Stack the Stack Overflow Podcast was unclear. We don't care. Nobody listens to it. It would technically make more sense than the Stack Overflow Podcast. We lost our last company. Let's rename more things. Here's the thing. We used to have a Stack Overflow podcast. Then we, we changed did. it to Stack Exchange podcast. So if we're going to change the name, it has to be a No, 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 because this was number 70, right? So yeah. we can't switch back to Stack Overflow podcast until we did 86 of the original Stack Overflow podcast. Oh, we podcast. could start with 87, and that so would be we have to get super confusing. Back. Yeah. We have to do 86 Stack so Exchange podcasts, and then we can do 87th Stack Overflow. So rewatching parts of Star Wars as a parent, it was really interesting watching Ben Kenobi hand Luke a lightsaber, and he's describing it to him. It's very clear that Luke has never seen one before. He's like, it's an ancient tool. It's like if, you know, you just put like this machine in someone's mm-hmm. hand, yeah. and you're starting to be like, oh, well, what this is, it's been around a while. I'm literally thinking, you don't hand somebody a device no that way. can cut through bone, turned on, and then start explaining what it does. Like, <laughs> you might want to say here, hold it very yeah, carefully. Right, the first don't thing you do is the light exactly, There's part. none the of that. The only more nonchalant way to do it was if he tossed it to him. Yeah, yeah, it, my like, lightsaber's not it's working. It's like giving, you give but someone a chainsaw, you just hand them a chainsaw, who's never seen one, and you're like, let me tell you what a chainsaw is. No, no, but he has the force, so he it's a, like an intuitive thing to So regarding that, uh, that everything is awesome, Kate had a wonderful moment with our nephew who was four, five, maybe. Way to take an interest, David. Watching the movie. Well, I don't know what. Just <laughs> <laughs> a nephew. How, how many nephews do you have exactly? Just wondering three. what's. Okay. Okay. That's three numbers you'd have to remember to care about them. That's Go right. On. Go That's on. right. It's not just the numbers because they change <laughs> all the time. And not <laughs> at the, the same time. Yes. Three times it's not exactly. Just, not just about the numbers. Listen, I'm trying to tell you a story. So everything was awesome. So he's listening. So they're listening. They're watching the movie. They're listening to the song. Everything is awesome. And he had this wonderful revelation moment where he's like, but everything isn't awesome. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) There there are things that are bad. Not everything is awesome. It seems fitting that David's four-year-old nephew is having an existential (laughs) crisis. He realizes there is sadness in the world. And now we got logged out of the Skype account that we don't know the password to. The number you have dialed has been changed.